RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper, sitting across the table from me with a highlighter in his pocket is the man they call Josie, Andrew Utz. Well, hello, Greg, but no pocket protector. No, no pocket so, protector. That's a... Um, living dangerously. A move. Listen, hey, if you want the ultimate... <laughs> Woke up feeling a little dangerous. Gotta be willing to pay the ultimate price. Uh, this is the official podcast of Camp Rally District 50 at 10. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Um, on today's program, we will be hearing in just a little bit from 5 Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll be hearing... From uh, the number one cop, uh, the chief of police, for uh, we're gonna ask him if he likes his. Does gig. he like this gig? We're gonna see if he likes. His no, gig. no, no. If he likes his job, uh, it's. I guess he didn't understand the question. It's Adam Zapataki. We'll be hearing from him. Had a great conversation with him at camp uh, back in July slash August. It kind of straddled the month, mm-hmm. um, but we will hear from him. And by the way, if I may say so myself, you may. Elite roommate. Oh my gosh, you guys! He's my roommate at camp, and I've got to tell you, sometimes, like, so you know how you know how sometimes you just you just mesh with somebody. It's just like it's like you finish each other's sandwiches. Yes, um, it was exactly like that with Zap. It was a perfect, perfect week. Uh, I think we both understood. Uh, the, just the, the 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 ground rules of being roommates, mm-hmm. and understood everything that goes along with that—the good, the bad, and the ugly—and it, it was. I I, I got to tell you guys, if you've never roomed with Adam Zapataki, you're really missing out. And I got to tell you, most of y'all never will. In fact, <laughs> I. In fact, Ryle is mostly like it's sixty percent women, so it's like it's probably <laughs> like sixty percent of y'all never will. Uh, and then I'm going to be his roommate forever. I've put on a brave face, but now we're like week seven or eight, and every time y'all are together, it's like, hey, best roommate right it here. It really is. We are flaunting it. Like, yes. It's, yes. look, look, look. It's, uh, we're not when, afraid to admit it. When you got something, you got something. When you got something, you got something. So we will hear from uh, Zap coming up here in just a little bit. But as always... We made the really questionable decision of allowing our guest to book the show fundamentally and figure out exactly what the topic was going to be. Give him a big list of words, big list of words and phrases having to do um, generally and otherwise with leadership. And Zapataki, Adam, chose purpose. And I had to, I was very concerned for a moment because I don't know anything about dolphins. But then I realized it was purpose and not purpose. (laughs) Yes! That is right! This is why it's your favorite leadership podcast! It's like that! Come on! You've grown into this dad joke. Like, you've taken the... The, uh... The... Not the HOV lane, but the express lane. Feels good. Straight to dad joke. Mm. Top-tier status. Mm. Feel good to be a winner? Yeah, feels good to be a winner. That's right. Anyway, purpose. Let me bring the eyes back from the back of my head. Purpose. Uh, Adam's up talking to chose purpose, and here with something to think about is Andrew Josie Epps. 
Well, thank you, Greg. Uh, purpose. So I got to thinking about purpose. And first thing I thought was, man, Adam Zapataki picked a really good word. It's a very Adam word. Very Adam And when you word. listen to the podcast, you can just like – you guys should know Adam. But if you don't, and you'll get to know him even better with the, with the interview, it is a word that fits him to a T. And it's just – it's a very good, strong word for a very good, strong man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well put. Uh, so I thought about um, a book I had read a couple years ago. We're just on a, a book reading trend here these last couple episodes. Uh, but it's Simon Sinek's Sinek, S-I-N-E-K. Okay. Start with why. And it's a really big book. We're not going to have the time. Why as W-H-Y. W-H-Y. Got it. Not, not start with why <laughs> as in like the letter. Start with why the letter as in like YMCA, like you got to run and you got to start and get a good foundation. Not that. Got it. W-H-Y. And he brings um, brings to mind a, a concept that he calls the golden circle. So if you can imagine a dartboard okay. with three layers, the outer ring mm-hmm. is what? Uh, the next no, like oh, sorry. Oh. No, who's on first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, who's, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was but, getting ready. To yeah, I know. Question. I was like, oh man, he really you're focused. So outer ring is what the concept. Next inner ring is how, mm-hmm. and then the bullseye is why. And the the brief concept is is a lot of organizations start with what they do, and then move to how they do it and then by the time they get to why they're like i don't know we do it because we like it mm-hmm. and they spend all their time on the what and the how well he simon's premise is start with the why and if you and i think this is really important in a leadership fundamental process uh <clears throat> if you start with why then you always know where you're going as opposed to you know what you're doing can have an end to it but if you if you find your why and you find your purpose then you it's easier to explain to people you know the method of doing things right and so he was saying start with why and work out and he he brings up apple the apple not a physical apple like the apple computers and really computer subjects. i know There's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> i appreciate everybody a lot, hanging of road block, a lot of roadblocks for me i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i know apples they're delicious <laughs> So start with an apple. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, an apple's um, catchphrase was think different, mm-hmm. which if you think, you know, whether you're an Apple, Android, whatever user, you know, think different. That's not really a phone company. That's that's a company that's pushing the envelope and pushing the boundaries. That could be a car company. That could be a leadership company. That could be anything. That could be anything. Yeah. Anything. And so. Uh, but that guides everything they do. And so for this big segment, you know, purpose, uh, find your purpose. And it doesn't have to be, you know, one big thing that you really, you know, pound the table for. Um, it's just it could be something you're interested in. Uh, but if you can really solidify why you do the things that you do, mm-hmm. then it's a lot easier to get people around you rallying for the same goal. Yeah, and I think that kind of to, to put it in, a, in a kind of a different perspective, um, instead of saying um, 
like you, you think about skill sets then then finding out like what kind of job you want right like mm. let's just say instead of saying oh i'm going to um you know i'm going to be a computer engineer who um you know specializes in a certain kind of coding right instead of doing that you zoom out and you go okay well i'm 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 handy with technology you know and you find those bigger those bigger ideas and narrow them down from there mm-hmm. and one of the things that i think is so interesting and, and, and to kind of draw back from that is and and i, I talked with a couple of um campers this year asking about like you know I, I always ask them dumb questions like what do you want to be when you grow up and so many of them and i think because that's the way camp these campers are, are wired it's why they make such good rivalries is they are so driven and they know exactly what they want to do and mm-hmm. they're like i want to be a pediatric neurosurgeon do you know what i mean yeah and that's awesome but the one thing i told them was like well that's super cool and you should definitely pursue that but if you find something else and you find out something else that you decide to be your purpose that's okay mm-hmm. if, you know you know to to me my whole my whole thing was i was um, it, I think it's 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 more important to have that kind of broad view of saying this is this is why I want to do what I want to do. This is why uh, it's important to me to to help out other people or to, mm-hmm. or to make an impact on other people. That's the why. And then if if it drills down, you go, oh, well, in the end, I want it to be a, a veterinarian, something like that. There's no shame in that, right? And, and and that's something that I think is is really interesting, especially for for younger people who are trying to figure out exactly what they want to do with their life while they're finding their purpose. Is instead of like narrowing down on like, well, I want to be a sales guy for such and such company, you could just say, oh, well, you know, I want to connect with people. That kind of mm-hmm. that that thing, and, and and I think that's a, that's a super interesting way of going about it. No, that, I agree. That's all I had. No, that <laughs> that's good. Um, no, and I I agree that. The the more broader view and that and that speaks to that that why because it's you know it's easy to say I want to be a fireman mm-hmm. well you know just keep asking yourself why or keep asking you know someone if you mentor someone keep asking them why and two things will happen either they'll get really frustrated and be like because I just told you I wanted to be a fireman or they'll actually you know the light bulb will go off and they'll oh well when you put it that way um, so yes uh, finding your why. Excellent. Good job, Josie. That's Thanks, Greg. Seems like a good book. What's it the is. name of the book again? Start with Why. It's by Simon S- Simon Sinek. 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 We're talkers, not readers, guys. And so thank you, Josie, for giving us something to think about. Now, to give us something else to think about, uh, we're going to hear from our good friend, Adam Zapataki, your friend and mine. Adam Zapataki, join us on the Rylocast. Don't miss it. Stay with us. Josie. Oh, Greg. Here we are in the palatial auxiliary studio, the road studio. The road show studio. For the Rylacast here at Camp Ryla 2019 here in Camp Hoplitzel in Midlothian. And um, I don't know about you, but I suddenly have the urge to follow all of the laws in America. Yes, I've, and I also feel incredibly safe. I feel safe, too. And secure. I think that has to do with our very special guest today. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Ryla cast, please give a warm welcome to Adam Zapataki. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Special Agent Zapataki. It is Special Agent, right? It is. That is my official 
title and the capacity I hold. Do you ever get tired of describing yourself as a special agent? Absolutely. All the time. <laughs> Mainly because people ask me, what is a special agent? Hey, hey, Adam. <laughs> what is a special agent? <laughs> so, special agent is simply my title with the company that I work for, um, Union Pacific Railroad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, private sector law enforcement with a police commission held by the state of Texas, as well as Homeland Security. So because there's dual authority to cross state lines, and those uh, entities that hold our police commissions for our special agents in other states, those entities vary. So Texas, it is Department of Public Safety Mm -hmm. or the state troopers, but you vary in other states like Kansas, it's the local sheriff's office. So because all of those things vary, special agent is just the most appropriate title. That is amazing. So that way in all these other states, we don't have some that are police officers, some that are deputies. Special agent is all encompassing. So let's start from the beginning before we get to special agent. We want to hear your Ryla story. My Ryla story. First off, I do got to say I'm disappointed Okay. I don't have my own headphones. Like yeah, I'm pre- sorry. Um, if it if it makes you feel any better, I, as a co-host of the award-winning Riley Cast, also yes. don't have my own headphones. I, it, so the background there, I was a radio DJ for a while. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yep, I was. And so I, I, you always ask the question, Greg. Is it weird hearing your own voice in headphones? Yeah. Not weird for me at all. I guess that's true. Well, you also have you have you have dulcet tones. You have a very good voice. True. I, I, which, which this is probably like the radio thing makes a lot of sense to me. You ready for this? I am. You ready? I am very ready. All right. Breather. In three, two. All 70s all the time. You're listening to 88.5 KEOM, Mesquite Schools Radio. Wow. Oh, man. That, that's, I'm going to be honest. I think we just got kicked out of our own podcast. Yeah, I'm just going to take <laughs> off the mic and leave it to y'all. Okay. Back to your Riley story. <laughs> so my Riley story. Yeah, thank you, thank you for getting me back on track here. <laughs> my Riley story. Oh, a um, choo-choo joke. Oh, nice. <laughs> Unintentional. Um, my Riley story is like many others, but rather insignificant for the first few years. I was approached by a counselor at school. Uh, I, so my junior year of high school, I got selected to participate um, in a senior leadership program the following year for 30 high school seniors out of a class of 480, Mesquite Poteet. Mm-hmm. Go Pirates. And I got approached by the counselor and said, hey, I think you're a really good fit to go to this camp this summer. All right. What kind of camp? Leadership camp. All right. What, what do they do there? Can't tell you. Boy, that's tough but fair. Right. Right. So, of course, I applied. Like, challenge accepted. I applied. I interviewed. I'll never forget the interview because I went to the Mesquite Public Library interviewed with Rotarians, and I was the first interview, I, I, I believe. I walked out the door, turned right, and completed the interview, and there was a girl, I'll never forget her, named Sherilyn Rojas. Sherilyn Rojas. Sherilyn Rojas wound up being our salutatorian, was one of the most friendly, well-liked people in our entire high school of all grades, and I immediately thought to myself, I can give up this idea. They're going to pick Sherilyn. I like Sherilyn. Like, I would pick Sherilyn Rojas <laughs> <laughs> to go to this camp. <clears throat> and, uh, but nonetheless, a few weeks later, the same counselor approached me in the high school and said, Hey, you going to camp? 
later that day, I get home from school, and they said, hey, uh, I got a call from the Mesquite Rotary Club. Hey, you're our candidate. I'd like to send you to Camp Ryla. Cool. My counselor didn't really tell me what this camp is about. Can you tell me? Uh, no, we can't. <laughs> Fantastic. Just pack your bags and be ready for pickup on this date. All right, here we go. So, Camper, 2005, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Murray, P. Funk was my wow. cabin counselor. Yep, yep. Uh, Zach Bennett was my AC. Oh, wow. Hasn't been back in a while, but a legend, just like the whole Bennett family here, right? Absolutely. So, returned in 2006 as an AC to Van Freeman and uh, came back another year on alumni staff and then served my first year as a boys' cabin counselor in 2010. This is where things take a weird turn in my Rylet story. I like it. This is also, I, 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 there's one other person that knows this story. Most others do not. Oh. It's just going to be us Wait, now. We're getting an exclusive? You are getting an exclusive. <sighs> so, as you know, police officer, my first job in law enforcement was in Longview, Texas, for the Longview Police Department. 2011, I was a rookie, so I couldn't get off the vacation time to come back and serve on staff that summer. Right after camp um, is when I went through an incident where, we'll just go into it, the first person in my law enforcement career to ever pull a gun and try to kill me was a 15-year-old kid. Oh, jeez. And just in law enforcement, you become rather cynical with the things you deal with. And because I did not get my Camp Ryla fix of the good kids of the world, mm-hmm. I became rather cynical. Hmm. So the two, the 2012 application year for Camp Ryla rolled around, and I had pretty much convinced myself that the youth of America was circling the toilet bowl. Did not apply. Hmm. Did not want to apply. The same thing happened in 2013. I couldn't, or what, 2012, I did not apply. Hmm. 2013, it's like, saw the email come out, saw the stuff on Facebook, I believe. That's right when we started up, I think, our Facebook alumni program. Yep. Saw the applications were out, and was like, no, I just, I think I'm done. I don't know that it's for me anymore. So you were, like, out? I was, yeah, I was on the edge of just being out. Like, mm-hmm. grateful for the friendships, wanted to keep in touch, but as far as coming back and really um, thinking that I would have an impact, both on the program and on the campers, I was not there. Mm. I, was, I wasn't, wasn't there anymore. So then... I take the job with, accept the job in May of 2013 with Union Pacific, mm-hmm. move back home or move back to the Metroplex with my wife. And it was after camp 2013, I want to say right around Christmas, that the two people, the one and only Dr. Dana Maxson mm-hmm. and I've heard of him. world's greatest, and the other doctor, Beth Anderson, oh, double doctor, double doctored, reached out to me via Facebook and said, heard you're back. We want you back. We're going to be doing some Camp Ryla planning committees come January, all the way leading up to camp. We want you on the panel. And it was those two people that I just had all these awesome memories of, obviously. And my wife said, you know you want to go back. You know you need to go back. If you don't go back at least attend some of these meetings and see mm-hmm. where, where the program's at. You've been gone for three years, you know? I did, and uh, I couldn't be more grateful. 
Okay, that's quite a Rylo story. I'm going to be honest. So, yeah. with, with all of that, as I get introduced, I come back. 2014 was my next year back in the boys' cabin, and you know this is absolutely all about the campers. But that year, I got reminded that we get the best of the best here, mm-hmm. and that these kids are the good of the world that are going to change the world. And they they reminded me of that, and now they do every year. Follow that one up. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. So there is the first ever time that that's anybody's going to hear that story. i got to tell you, we've heard some good Rilo stories. Yeah. that's uh, That might be the best one. That's oh, yeah. A, that's really good. Um, so as a as a special agent for the railroad, uh, how... Uh, a special agent for the choo-choo. For the choo-choo. Thank you. Okay. Okay. So that's, well, I mean, he worked for a choo-choo, too. I know. Greg's outnumbered here. Uh, I really am. I'm surrounded by... <laughs> yeah. Surrounded by yeah. railheads, surrounded by <laughs> railroaders. Yeah. Railroaders. Yeah. That's probably what we're railroaders. Yeah. Railroaders. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, how do you use, or do you use, the tools um, learned at Ryla? You know, be it as a camper, back on staff, uh, in your everyday life. For sure, uh, in law enforcement in general, my entire law enforcement career, one of the things obviously that, that sticks out the most is probably facing adversity. Um, facing adversity, which is sometimes dealing with the people we have to deal with. Um, people that, you know, more or less uh, have no desire to cooperate, mm-hmm. have no desire to even just listen, period. And walking into some of those circumstances, you've got to have that plan, you know, for if it goes good, if it goes bad, or if it just goes straight, unexpected. Hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> Those are those are some of the challenges that that literally I deal with every day, and so in, in my current job, even in the corporate world, right, mm-hmm. um, it's the same thing. You know, while this is private sector, there is the law enforcement aspect of it still, but there's also the the corporate side of it where we deal with the physical security of our buildings, dealing with a lot of managers, directors, um, people that aren't any way associated with the police department, but work for the same company that I'm responsible for also what they need me to address and handle internally. It's the same thing. Um, another thing is, is really and truly is because there's so many different entities and different um, organizations all within the railroad is learning to communicate. Learning mm-hmm. to communicate and not being afraid to when someone tells me something or uses railroad terms, railroad jargon, right, to go, hey, stop. You lost me. I don't know what you're talking about anymore. Can you explain that to me? And in grasping and understanding um, what it is they want from me, what they need from me, and how I can help somebody um, and in my capacity, whether it's just as a railroad employee looking out for their personal safety or if it's a law enforcement matter and having to deci- decipher between what's necessary here and now. Uh, you've been obviously such an integral part of camp, you know, not only just as a staff member, but also you've helped to build the security protocols we have here at camp, which I know you take very seriously and, and you've worked very hard on, especially over over this past year. Um, this is, this is going to sound kind of like a dumb question, I think, but what else is new from me? Um, what do you get out of camp? When you come back here for a week, what, what does Adam Zapataki take with him? So for me, and it's it's really I mean we're we're day two of camp here, twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, time check. It's eight thirty four p.m. on Monday, uh, July something. Twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Sounds right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, Stay confidently. 
day, day, day two of camp, mm-hmm. and I've always I've always felt that I was maybe average or slightly above average as a boys' cabin counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew I had an impact, and I, I felt like I made positive influence on on those lives. But uh, being part of the safety team this year is where I really feel the most valuable to both the campers and the staff. The campers for the protocols we put in place for their protection, their safety, but really even, and also to the staff, especially this year, um, I've got a little bit more freedom. And that doesn't mean free time. That means just freedom and my responsibilities. And I mean, even day, day three of being on campus here, I am really appreciative and, and have a sense of appreciation for all the people that have been like, hey, are you busy right now? No, I'm not. Can you help me? Absolutely. What do you need? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe my my purpose. Oh, my purpose for Camp Ryla at this program. I'm, I'm a servant at heart, not just a public servant, right? But I I desire to just serve in any capacity, no matter how big or small the task. That's why I'm here. That's why I want to be here. And I, when I pull on these campgrounds, when I leave the house loaded down for camp, I, I often remind myself, be a servant. Mm-hmm. Service above self, right? Rotary, mm-hmm. period. Service mm-hmm. above self. That's how I was raised. I've been that way since I was probably in middle school. Um, so that, that's, that's what I get out of camp. I, I get literally pure joy by being able to serve the two of you, the staff, and the campers. Aww. <laughs> wow, that's very nice. Wow, I don't know. I, well, you know, yeah. I know. I, I I think I speak on behalf of everybody here at camp that says we're, we're very glad you're here, and we're very yes. glad that, that you have chosen to serve us. Um, that you know, we're glad you didn't run off with some other camp. Um, you know, we're just glad <laughs> yeah. you're here. We're yeah. just glad you're here. Yeah. I'm glad you're my roommate. We should talk about we are roommates, and I gotta tell you. Josie, I, I know your room with Scooter, and that that's great. But I kind of feel I kind of yeah. like I feel like our room is really yeah. hitting its stride right now. Well, and like like as soon as we pull off campgrounds, like I feel that's when camp is officially over mm-hmm. for this year. As soon as we pull off the campground, like as soon as I get on Singleton Road outside the Hobbitzell Gate, I'm gonna already call dibs on Tepper for next year. See, All right, you heard it here first, folks. Oh my so, gosh, y'all! I, I have heard from both of you about. Oh man, Adam's like, such a good roommate, and from Adam, it's oh Greg is such a good roommate, and now we get to hear it for forever because it's on the internet. We did it. I, I'm, I'm gonna call dibs on Tepper for like I don't know forever. So. I'm doing the wink and the gun. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I've got to do that. <laughs> so, uh, purpose. You, I, I heard you mention it. Uh, why did you choose that word as the focus of this episode? I kind of already touched on it a little bit, but you know, I, I, I've, I've listened. I listened to. I believe it was Ross Jordan talk about passion, mm-hmm. um, and and those two for me are very closely uh, intertwined a little bit. For me, it's, I'm very passionate about my purpose, and that, that purpose is, again, the, the, the public servant side of just serving a complete and total stranger in their time of need, and then also the purpose of the people that I want to be around, my family, my friends, my Ryla family. Um, I think it's really important for someone to figure out what their purpose is, right? We talk about Scooter's presentation this year of, of the I am and whatever that word is that you describe yourself with, that you are. Um, find your purpose. And once you find your purpose, once you find the reason 
that uh, once you find the reason, I, I, this sounds cliche, but for your existence, once you find the reason um, why you believe in what you believe in, mm-hmm. right? Identify that purpose and then become passionate about that. That's what, in my opinion, someone should be passionate about is their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's really big. I, I felt my purpose, my, my calling, if you will, at an early age. Uh, my mom will tell you that I like came out of diapers yelling, freeze! You know, like <laughs> I've wanted to be a cop, and I've, I knew at a very early age that was my purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the good Lord gave me like a, uh, a sense of, we'll, we'll, we'll ding on other previous words, words of the Riley cast, courage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I have a, I just have a sense of courage where yeah I get scared doing my job for sure, but it's my purpose in that moment to go be there for the person that called nine one one or the person mm-hmm. that is called in their time of need for me a complete total stranger to help them. That's my purpose. That's why I'm here. You want to ask me to plug something because I got an ender after that. Oh yeah. So uh, like we do on with all our guests here, we ask to plug uh, something, and this is your time. The floor is yours open-ended question, whatever you want to suggest or discuss. Can I plug two things? Absolutely. Here we go. Plug See, I've got to say absolutely before Greg rolls his eyes. I'll keep it short and sweet. That's fine. The first thing I want to plug is a nonprofit that my wife and I run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In memory of our son, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an organization called Tyler's Toys. With a Z, right? With a Z on the Thank end. Thank you. Yep, yep. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, our handle for all is Tyler's Toys, with a Z on the end, mm-hmm. for Zapataki, of oh, course. <laughs> Just for clarification, folks. <laughs> um, so when Tyler passed away, we were surrounded by so much love and support, including primarily from our Ryla family. Everyone was asking, what do you need? What can we do to help? What do you, what do you want from us? How do, how do we serve you in this time in your life? And we, we didn't have an answer. We knew we didn't want people to bring us flowers that were going to wilt away in a week or two. And somewhere the idea came up, tell people to bring some stuffed animals and then make a donation somewhere in Tyler's name. So at his funeral, um, we went home with 254 stuffed animals <laughs> that people just brought in trash bags and left on the ground, and we picked them up. So that Christmas, 2014... We donated those stuffed animals to Children's Medical Center of Dallas in Tyler's name. A year later, someone popped up the question, hey, you're, you're going to do the stuffed animal thing again this year, right? And uh, my <laughs> wife, Whitney, and I looked at each other and said, uh, uh-huh, sure. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. we are. <laughs> so fast forward to this year will be our, our sixth donation, but five years later, um, to date, we've donated over 10,400 stuffed animals to Children's Dallas. Uh, wow. Christmas 2018 was a U-Haul full of over 4,000 stuffed animals. And uh, we do it every year in, in, in Tyler's name. The, the form, donation form, has his name on it, mm-hmm. and as well as Tyler's toys. So um, follow us on social media to figure out more about when we start this up and why we do it and, and all that. Um, but, yeah, and that's that's been another thing that, I think Ryla, right? Um, Ryla, that idea stemmed from what we do at Ryla to, mm-hmm. to say, and again, um, that's that's our purpose. Like, not to, not to sound too uh, too emotional here, but 
that was Tyler's purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why Whitney and I went through what we did. And now there's all these complete and total stranger kids that we'll never meet that went home from the hospital with a stuffed animal because Tyler, mm-hmm. right? So moving forward from that, the second thing I'd like to plug is organ donation or Donate Life Texas, Donate Life America. It's all one thing. Um, Tyler was also the first neonatal organ donor in uh, at UT Southwestern. In oh, wow. mm. They developed a program for him, so um, they were able to extract liver enzymes, healthy liver enzymes, from him after he passed and use that for critical research on how to cure kids with liver disease, kidney disease, all that kind of stuff, and a research program, I believe is at the University of Iowa. So... Organ donation, and we, we have met some incredible people through the years through the Donate Life program. Tyler was featured on the uh, Donate Life Rose Bowl Parade Float oh, uh, nice. about two or three years ago. I uh, had a florograph of him, Google florograph to figure out what it is <laughs> to save time here. Um, but So Donate Life Texas flew us to California, and we got to sit street side. For the Rose Bowl Parade, oh, wow. and, nice. and look at him up on a, on a float. So that's awesome. So yeah, organ donation is beautiful, and you can literally uh, the hashtags that they always associate are sign up, save lives. Well, I guess you can plug two things. I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to plug those two things, <laughs> thank you, that. thank you. Finally, we need to talk about the, the the most important thing that you're actually the third range Zapataki in a lot of people's hearts around here, and it's actually kind of a distant third. I know. I know. So. Uh, second place, of course, is your lovely, lovely night, wife, Whitney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But first place is reigning baby of the Ryla baby of the year, <laughs> Zoe Zapataki. Yep, yep. The reigning, yes. reigning, defending, undisputed Ryla baby of the year. Hashtag Zoe Zap. Hashtag Zoe Zap. Zoe Zap. Um, I, I guess what I need, I guess I need a Zoe story. I think that's that's just the best way to put it, right? Yes. Just, oh, like, man. I'm going to open it up to you. Whatever you feel like a is, Zoe story. is a Zoe story. Or a Zoe fact. So, easy Zoe fact. Uh, while some may claim that I'm biased, and, and I am 100%, but this is factual. This would This would come from any person that didn't even know her. She really is the happiest baby. She smiles and laughs all the time. Does she cry every now and then or fuss? Absolutely. What, what baby mm-hmm. doesn't, right? When she gets really tired, really hungry. Heck, sometimes I do that as an adult, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, fact, of the, fact of the matter is uh, we are very blessed. She is the happiest baby. Yeah, every photo or video is just like a grinning, grinning little girl. Yep. Like, yep. I don't think she's capable of frowning. I'm sure she is. Because, yep. like, my kid smiles a lot, too, but I also see him not smile. So I'm sure it happens, but I don't think I've ever seen Zoe not smiling. Zoe, I would agree. Zoe, from time to time, literally smiles in her sleep. Okay. It's got to be the most adorable thing. Well. Ever. Ever. Well, let's give it up for Zoe Zapataki's dad, Adam Zapataki. Yay! Yay! Thanks once again to Adam Zapataki for being our very, very special guest here on this episode of the Rylacast. Um, and he's got a website that I should have looked up in Ooh. the break. Yes. Uh, for Tyler's Toys. A very important website. And as it your... is, yes, I wanted to make sure. It's Tyler's Toys.com with a Z. So Tyler's with an S, 
Toys with a Z. For Zapataki. Uh, for Zapataki. Uh, they provide furry friends to children admitted to North Texas and East Texas hospitals. Uh, doing great work there. So if you are interested in donating there, uh, Tyler S. Toy Z. Uh, check it out there. So it is now my job to give you something to leave you with. And what I have decided to leave you with is a quote from a book that I haven't read. But hey, this is entirely true. I did just buy it on Kindle. <laughs> Look at that. It looks good. Okay, so I was looking for leadership quotes and I was or for for um for quotes about purpose because one thing that I think is is I wonder about this because Ryla is so full of achievers and so full of people who really have their stuff together and are like super successful and driven and just wonderful people and feel like they have all their ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. And I always think about the people who don't and, and and the people who maybe haven't found their purpose and haven't like are struggling to find their purpose. And I feel like cuz there were, you know, there were times luckily I was able to figure out something that I wanted to do, but um but I, I there were times at least early in my life where where I struggled with finding a purpose. And that could be super frustrating, especially when there are other people around it. But it's one of those things you can't force. Right. You can't be like, "I'm going out to find my purpose today. I'll be back in like an hour and a half." You know, like you can't right. do that. So instead, um, I am I'm very sympathetic and, and, and to a certain extent, uh, I'm definitely empathetic to people who are struggling to find their purpose. And I just want you to know, if you're listening to the, the sound of my voice right now, one, I'm sorry. I can't change it. And two, it's okay. Yes. Like, if you haven't found your purpose yet, that's fine. I bet there are, 50, there are 55-year-olds out there who haven't found their purpose. Like, I love asking that question to, to campers. What do you want to be when you grow up? Because... I think that it's like the notion is that I like I'm 33 and I haven't grown up yet. Yeah. Um, and that's OK. Now, I feel like I found my purpose. I feel like I know what I want to do and what's important to me and, and, and what drives me. But at the same time, if you haven't found that yet, it's OK. With that said, I found a quote from a book I haven't read, but it's a book called The Art of Work. Um, I, 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 it seems like it's pretty popular. I, I'm sure there are people who listen to a lot of leadership podcasts. who are like, uh-huh. <laughs> Right I read now. that book like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, dude. Uh, but it's called The Art of Work. It's by Jeff Goins. Um, and he has a quote that apparently starts the whole dang book, which, mm. is, uh, which, which is why I bought the book. Quote, a calling is not some carefully crafted plan. It's what's left when the plan goes horribly wrong. End quote. I like that a lot. I do too. And and for for because there are so many people, especially probably listening to this podcast, probably who have gone through the Rila program or otherwise connected to the Rila program, who have gone forward with a plan and been like, I am going to take this step and this step and this step and this step, and that's where I'm going to get. And it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. and you end up where you end up, right? Um, I perfect example when I was in college. I was studying journalism, and I knew I wanted to grow up and be a sports writer one day and be a big boy sports writer like my friend Ray Romano on Everybody Loves Raymond. And that's actually, Great show. No, that's not true, but it's, it's, it makes for a good, good joke. Um, but I knew I wanted to do that. There was a student newspaper at the University of Missouri, and, I, and I, I went through the journalism school, and I was studying that, and I applied to be on the sports, uh, sports uh, staff, and I did not make it. 
Mm. And it was like there was a crushing moment for me. And I was like, oh, no, this was – I don't think you understand. This was this was the plan. Yeah. Okay? This, this is it. was the plan. And I did not handle it well. I really didn't. Um, I ended up kind of figuring things out. And, and, and I ended up kind of, I think, in, in, in a – a really positive way I ended up kind of going more towards a digital direction which I think is why I have a job now <laughs> so it all worked out in the end but I think that that's an important moment of uh, an important point of like you have these plans and plans are going to fall apart but then when those things fall apart going back to the why part of it right start with why what's actually important to you mm-hmm. like for me is it important that I write for a newspaper or is it important that I write Right? right? Zoom out a little bit. And so I really like that quote. A calling is not some carefully crafted plan. It's what's left when the plan goes horribly wrong. That's uh, by Jeff Goins. This is the name, the author of The Art of Work. And I will tell you guys the next time we record, maybe if I finish the book, how the book was. I am writing it down. There you go. You are not. Please don't. Please don't hold me to that. Oh. That's a really busy time. I've stopped writing. writing it down. Thank you very much. That is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thank you very much to Adam Zapataki for being our very special guest on this episode of the Rylacast. Uh, of course, it's Tyler'sToys.com is where you can find uh, his outstanding uh, his outstanding organizations. Tyler with an S, Toys with a Z dot com. Uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us, and uh, please rate and subscribe to this podcast, and tell your friends here with an antiquated way of telling your friends how to th- to listen to this podcast is Josie. Yes, uh, go ahead and hire one of those planes that leaves the smoke in the air, Ooh, and write Skyriders. Skyriders, thank you. Write Rylacast, mm. and then if you want to get fancy, write the episode they want to listen to, yeah. or just start at episode one and have them go through the whole thing. Right, Skyrider. Skyrider. Do it. How do you train to be a sky? How did that guy find his purpose? I think he wanted to inform people. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a totally inefficient way of informing people. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you once again for spending part of your day with us. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Craig. See you next time. On the